Good Wednesday morning to you. Welcome to Brewer's Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer. This is the program where we brief you on what's happening in the world of current events and news. And you get involved by giving us a call or a text on the Brew Lines. 918-756-3646 is the number. Again, text or call, same number. Does it all here for the Brew. Love to get your thoughts and opinions about what is happening in the world and what we're discussing here today on Brewers Briefing. We podcast it in the podcast world on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Check it out. Subscribe. We also put it on our website for an archive for your review. And so check that all out there. We have a new uh, phone apps for your Android and Google phones and Apple phones in those stores. You can just download it. Looks, look for the brew when you go to the Apple store or the uh, Android Google Play store. Look for the brew and it'll show up and you can download the phone app. And it's, uh, you can listen that way. This is always good. We had somebody yesterday texting out from Rock Springs, Wyoming. They were listening to the program and that is just fantastic. We're glad you decided to join us this morning for the show. Hope you get involved, okay? And give us a call, give us a text. Anyway, let's take a look at that weather forecast. It is cold outside. I stepped out this morning and um, about fell over. 43 degrees. That doesn't sound too cold. Northwest winds 10 to 20 makes it feel like 37. So <laughs> compared to yesterday, that is, uh, that's quite a change from what we had yesterday. And it's windy, too, so that always sucks. 60 degrees for the high today is what we're looking for. Sunshine, 60. Winds still out of the north, 10 to 20. Down to 38 tonight. North winds, 5 to 10. Tomorrow, a slight warm-up, 63. And sunshine, north winds will calm down. That's the good news. Back to the upper 30s overnight. Friday, a little better, mid-60s. Slowly coming. Saturday, we'll see a nice 70-degree day. Lots of sunshine. Winds calm. 75 on Sunday and south breezes, 5 to 10. Beautiful day on Sunday. And next week, a nice warm-up. We'll, we'll be pushing 80 on Monday, 82 on Tuesday. So we get through today. We'll be all right. Let's check temperatures around the state. 23 up in the panhandle at Eva, 23 in Boise City. That is brutal. The freezing line out around slap out or so. Maybe Cheyenne. The hot spot's already 72 in Idabel. That's just crazy. That's a 50-degree difference in this one of the low state. Isn't that crazy? And then we got lots of 40s around us. The uh, hot spot, Mount Hermon and Valiant, and all down there. One little corner down there, just nice and toasty. Anyway, uh, give us a good text here this morning. Here's a good morning from Vicky. Good morning to you. Glad to have you with us for the program today. Got another text, WTF. Y'all know what that stands for. 80s yesterday. Prediction should be you going to suffer. <laughs> well, if that's if that's all we have to suffer today, that'll be all right. That's not too bad. Not too dang bad. So anyway, what, what do we else? We got that all out of the way, the weather, the stuff, and this and the that. It's the time to jump in and see what's happening in the world of news. Did you watch... Uh, Trump last night. Uh, hang on, we got a call. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Marshila chiming in early. Good morning, Marshila. Hello. Earth, Hello. Earth to Marshila. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. Good. I am on my way down to uh, hear Josh, uh, Congressman Josh Brakeen. Yes. In Henrietta this morning. Yes. going to be at the Civic Center down there. Okay. Yeah, and at 830, so right? Is that right? Yep, that's right. That starts at 8.30. Okay. And so everybody go on over there and hear what he has to say. Thanks and for the reminder. Friday yeah. morning. Go ahead. Yeah, Friday Friday morning we've got our legislative briefing with uh, our Oklahoma legislators, and that's at the Mayberry Community Room, which is two doors east of Mayberry Bank on 6th Street, just east of the square. And that's 8 o'clock? Yep, 8 o'clock. Will there not be one on at Henrietta like they used to do it at noon or whatever? Yes. Um, thank you for reminding me. I believe that that's at noon at Shoney's. Okay. I know but, it used um, to be. I just I'll didn't know to, about this week. So. Yeah, I'll try to find out and call you back later. Okay. All right. And okay. then we had big elections last night, and I think you're going to cover that. I've got the results right here in front of me. We'll just jump into it now. How about that? Perfect. Well, I'm going to get off the phone and let you do your job, and thank you for all you Thanks do. Thanks for the reminder, Marcia. Appreciate you.
Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we did have elections yesterday in Oklahoma. Let's just run over some of those. For the city of Bags, for council member ward number four, it was Kenneth Lyons with a 60% of the vote. And so he uh, won that over Don Goswick and Rick Mitchell. Rick Mitchell came in number two at 33%. So there was a total of 78 votes, 47 for the top, 26 for Rick, and Don got five. City of Henrietta Council Member Award number one, it was Steve Sanford, easily winning with 64.5% of the vote, followed by Bill Goodner with 20%, Greg Williams with 83 and Annette Sisson at 7%. City of Henrietta Council Award number two, it was Vernon Van Meter with 50.37% of the vote, followed by Sean Boozant, Boozant, I'm not sure how you say that, followed by Christy Jeffcoat and Melissa Heimnover. Him, Himnover. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm pronunciations, I'm, I'm doing my best. City of Okmulgee, Ward number two, it was Stephen Baldridge, uh, successful with 54.85% of the vote over Rose Lynch. 412 people showed up for that. Uh, Haskell. John Dillingham got 100% of the votes, all of one vote. <laughs> Big turnout in high school. Henrietta Public Schools for school board, Jenny Holder won uh, successfully, hands down, 71% of the vote over her opponent, Sean Okerson. 596 votes there. She got 425, so easily winning that spot. Um, and let's see, cruising on down. Is there anything else? What do we got? We got Mounds, three votes. <laughs> Adam Carner got two of those. <laughs> That's kind of funny right there. Town of Dewar, Board of Trustees, office number three. It was Kate Quillen winning with 58% of the vote over Emily Ramirez. So that's what I have for the Okmulgee County stuff. If there's anything else you want to know about that, let me know. I'll, I'll peruse it for you. Okay. All right. Let me check the text line here. We got a few things coming in. I got a yawn meme. You can send in your memes, by the way. Well, I, I get these. Here's a little dog in the cup yawning. Good morning. Good morning to you also. And Vicky wants to know if I've ever been through Valiant. I don't know. Maybe by accident one time or another. I don't know. It's possible. And I got another text here. Yeah, 100% of the vote. That could be a record. Hey, <laughs> speaking of voting. All right, so we got, we got politics uh, in the queue today. I don't know if you saw the president's speech last, excuse me, the former president's speech last night, Donald Trump. Of course, yesterday was a big day. He was arrested. He wasn't handcuffed or anything, but... I guess they officially say he was arrested. I, I don't know. I didn't see all that, but he was in court and he was, you know, the whole deal. You saw it all. So he gave a speech last night after the event. I thought quite a moving speech. Honestly, I sat and kind of glued to the TV last night to watch it. And um, I was kind of moved by it, honestly. Evidently, Rachel Maddow was not. She is a, uh, the queen of MSNBC. <laughs> What a network that is. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, they're only going to be putting out there what the absolute truth is and nothing but the truth, so help them God. And she had a response to the, um, to the speech last night from Mr. Trump. And here's what she had to say. He's making remarks tonight um, from his home in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So uh, our deal with you is that we will <laughs> monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away but uh, for now just know that it's happening and we're not taking it so you know we're <laughs> here's a cost to us here at nbc by knowingly putting out stuff that's false really you just kind of is that new is that something you started today because you guys are the worst of the worst you're not even worse than cnn on this stuff 
And what it was, they just couldn't, they couldn't stand to run the speech because they know it was going to move people. It's going to be powerful. He's going to be talking about what's happening to him and in America. And they just couldn't, they couldn't bring themselves to air it. <laughs> so they just tell you uh, on their network, look, if there's anything you need to know, we'll be sure to bring it to you. If there's anything good in this speech at all worthy, uh, we will, of course, bring it to you. Otherwise, we will protect you from all the lies in the campaign speech, and you can thank us for that. Can you imagine the people that sit around and actually watch MSNBC? What kind of people they must be. I mean, it is like, it is the worst. It's, it's really even worse than seeing it. Like, it's the bottom of the barrel. And so they just, they just couldn't, Rachel couldn't do it. Protecting her listeners from all of the lies that coming from Donald Trump's mouth. Anyway, it was just ridiculous. Terrified her audience uh, hearing the speech. And it's, 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 uh, it's wild. I see here, according to the postmillennial.com magazine, that Trump faces 136 years in prison if convicted on Bragg's charges of falsifying business records, which is, I guess, what they're claiming this is all about. Former President Donald Trump could face over 100 years in prison if found guilty of the 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first-degree Manhattan District Attorney. Alvin Bragg has charged him with felony that carries a maximum sentence of four years in prison for each count. The president pled not guilty. Of course, and uh, we shall see how it all shakes out. I mean, the problem is, will he get any kind of a fairness in Manhattan? And most likely not. We already know how the system goes. I mean, it's, it's just rigged, but he's got some good attorneys, powerful attorneys, and, and he's got America on his back, so, we'll, you know, with him. So we'll see. Let's go to the phone lines and say good morning to Janet. Hi. Hello, Janet. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I watched his speech last night. And? I liked it. Yeah? I think he did a great job. He had people going. I thought it was pretty good, too, really. I mean, I thought it was really, you know, it was heartfelt. It wasn't... Um, you know, I mean, it was, straight up. I mean, he's pretty somber, but, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I, I really, why I listened to it because of that, you know, it was heartful. It came from his heart. Yep. And it was really a good speech, and I don't think he'll do one day in jail. Yeah, I don't think so either. I really don't. I mean, from what what we hear from all of the uh, legal experts all over the news, that this is just has no teeth in it whatsoever. It's just a big show. It's a big sham. It's uh, big, you know, it's all about election interference. Really, is what it is. So that's what it is. But me and Ronnie, we sat and we were sitting. It was a good speech. I mean, I think that's one of the best speeches you say. One of the best speeches, yeah. Yeah, I really do. Came from his heart. People listened to him last night. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be going to the polls. Uh, they're going to be voting for him. This is just helping him get there. Yeah, that's what it seems to be, doesn't it? What What would you What are you thinking about Ron DeSantis? Where do you stand on on Mr. DeSantis down in uh, Florida? I I don't sure too much. You don't like him. No. Why is that? Why is that? I, I don't know, Brooks. Really don't. I just I just get a bad vibe from him. Okay. You know, it's just one of them things, you know, I, it's it's just a bad vibe and I care for him. Okay. And so I you, don't care for the attorney. You don't care for what now? The district attorney. That's fighting for, you know, fighting to get Trump in jail. I can't think of his name. You, you, are you talking about the, the DA that's going after Trump? Yeah. Alvin Bragg. 
Yeah, there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a given. I'm bad. So, I I so you're, you're pro-Trump all the way, then. You're ready to vote for Trump again. Oh, you darn tootin'. Okay, darn tootin'. I cheated the last time. I think that's the only way, you know, they could get him in there. It was Trump out, and they cheated. Okay. Well, there so, you go. I'm Trump all the way. Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay. I'm Trump, Trump. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Let me tell you. Because we go for Trump, we had a Trump flag out. Our postman didn't even want, wouldn't even talk to Ronnie. He just gave him dirty looks and tell him he was wrong. Oh, he was not a Trump fan, huh? Didn't even like to come to the porch. She is not. She is not. And she's had hard feelings against us ever since. Well, some people are that way, you know. They, they get really divided, and, and they can't seem to tolerate other people of differing opinions. And that's just stupid. Everybody has opinions. You don't want everybody to be alike. I mean, I don't. I have my opinion. Everybody else has theirs, and that's fine. That's right. And if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an old joke. So, yeah. <laughs> but... Anyhow, you have a good day. Be careful. Watch out for others. Okay. Yeah, same. Right back at you, Janet. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 819 is our time. Talking about Trump. If you saw uh, anything about it that you would like to comment on, you're welcome to comment here. 918 Seven five six thirty six forty six. Text or call. Uh, somebody says one hundred years could delay the year he runs to twenty one twenty four. Yeah, that's uh, that's not happening. It'd be life in prison, wouldn't it? Um, so here is uh, Lisa Marie Booth on Fox talking about the toll on Trump and. Uh, also, what she thinks about, you know, who, who they're really going after. Happens last night around 8.15, Lisa Booth, the president, gave a very crisp speech. There wasn't a lot of ad-libbing. Look in the audience. Look at it. He was very crisp and direct about this. Your sense of how he's taking all this. Well, I mean, it's got to be hard, right? Because it's not just this investigation either. He's also facing incoming fire from Georgia as well as a federal, two federal investigations. So, that's a lot to take on. I mean, he's already been able to withstand a, a lot of incoming fire. I mean, they've been going after him since day one, right? That their desire is to destroy Donald Trump. Sadly, they're destroying America in the process. But I actually look at this as much bigger than just Donald Trump, right? This is about a constitutional republic. This is about the rule of law. And it's also about punishing political dissidents in America, about punishing us for wrong things, because this isn't just aimed at Donald Trump. Look what they did to Mark Houck. Right, a, a pro-life Catholic. They arrested him in front of his seven kids. We have the Department of Justice labeling uh, parents, concerned parents, as domestic terrorists. I mean, Joe Biden took the stage seven months ago in Philadelphia, flanked by the military behind him, labeling 75 million Americans as enemies of the state. So, you know, yes, this is about Donald Trump and their desire to destroy him, but it's also about coming for all of us who engage what the ruling class deems is wrong things. So. This should be disturbing to every single right. American, whether you love Donald Trump or not. So, Janelle, here's the thing. So that's a pretty good point. I'm sorry you couldn't hear that. I had that up all I, all I could go there, full full blast. I know it's a little quiet there. I just have to deal with that sometimes, playing these audio clips from the, from the Internet. But uh, she's just talking about, you know, it, it's, it's, of course, taking a toll on Trump, as you can imagine. I, I, can't even, I can't even fathom what it would be like to be in his shoes with all this stuff going on. But, and he said it all along too, there, you know, what it is, it's really coming after America. It's coming after the people that think differently than the, uh, the ruling class. And they have no tolerance for, you know, people with a differing opinion. They really don't. I mean, they, they just want to shout you down, shut you up, censor you and force you into the way that they think with threats and censorship. And they'll go after your leader, which happens to be Trump in this case, for people that kind of think that way. He's the forerunner for people that want energy independence, for example, that are not all caught up in the green hoax BS and all of the common BS that's out there. And Trump is not perfect in all that. I mean, 
frankly, he's not as conservative as, as I would like him to be on some of the topics like all this trans stuff and LGBTQ stuff. He was kind of supportive of all that stuff. Not necessarily trans stuff. It's the LGBTQ stuff. He was all, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. But, uh, they, and I'd forgotten about some of these things that, uh, Lisa Marie Booth pointed out about them arresting the guy that was in front of the abortion clinic and in front of his kids and raiding his home and all that, all that kind of crazy stuff. And the, and the DOJ just coming after half of America and saying, you know, label, it's like, like Hillary did you bunch of deplorables out there that don't think the way we think. And they really do think about us that way. They can't, they can't stand somebody else with a different, you know, opinion. It's, it's, it's where they are. So anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good, you know, look at it, how, how they see us and they, and they're coming after us. They want to silence us, of course, and force us into thinking the way that they think or else. 823, quick break. We'll come back. Stay with us. guess it's my turn to come back into the program. I see that the commercials are over. 825 is our time. Good morning, JP. Uh, glad to have you with us for the program, sir. If you want to get involved, 918-756-3646. A lot of people are calling and texting, and that's great. We appreciate that. We'd love to hear what you have to think about what's going on out there because it's, it's wild. It's worth talking about, and uh, we're going to do our best to fix it right here. One show at a time. Here on the road. And you think it's bad here? <laughs> well, just be glad you don't live in Canada where they have gone full out, man. Here is a speech by somebody. I don't know who these people are, but I can see a picture here when they've got the the flag uh, on the podium here. The, I don't know what you call it. The, the, the what the, they say here, protect 2S. I got some new letters here. And numbers, you guys got to keep up and add this to the list of the, uh, what do they call this? The, uh, the alphabet, um, coalition. I can't remember what they call it. There's a funny name for it. Here's the new letters two S L G P T Q I plus. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. And they're giving a speech and they're trying to protect, uh, this class of folks. It's a growing group. And uh, here in the picture, there's some dudes in the back with, uh, you can tell they're dudes. I mean, like, you know, you can see the faces of the big old chins and noses and Adam's apples. And they, of course, got the big hair and the dresses and all the makeup, which is overkill always. Trans or whatever they are. And so there's a speech to protect these people in Canada. You can't, uh, you can't protest against them, can't do all kinds of stuff. Here's what's happening up there. Firstly, it enables the attorney general to create a 2S LGBTQI+. Community safety zone to prohibit within a hundred meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of twenty-five thousand dollars if prosecuted successfully. Firstly, so there you go. So you can't. <laughs> You can't say anything offensive to uh, any of these people uh, within 100 meters of, I guess, where, where they are or whatever they're doing or whatever. They're, they're protecting, standing with, promoting. And uh, this is the, also the country that had a, uh, or is having, I think it's in April, possibly. I saw something a while back about it, a, a camp for kids, 7 to 12-year-olds, drag queen camp. How to be a drag queen. In Canada, promoting it, protecting it, elevating it. You know, it's just like here in America, this Dylan Mulvaney guy that they put on the Bud Light can, which is giving them some pushback. They're, they're getting some pushback on that deal. They, I was thinking about this whole deal this morning. I mean, here's a guy, literally, that uh, has got mental illness problems, and he decided to start dressing up like a woman and act like a girl. And so he does all the makeup and all the rest of it. And he got on TikTok. This, you know, TikTok, you know what that is? It's the app thing. And started making videos and, and uh, started getting a following. And people think he's funny and whatever they think. And he became a TikTok star, I guess. And then, because in America we promote and celebrate all that kind of, where's my sensor button? Bull 
then he was invited to the White House. You, you may or may not remember that. He he had some, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was commercials. It might have been commercials. I can't remember what it was. Pre you know, what it was. I remember seeing videos of him in the White House and prancing around and and they just, they just elevate. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> come on in here. Let's celebrate you and bring you to the top in America. And so they, he was running around the white house, flittering around because that's what we do in America. We promote all that. And then we, you know, oh, Bud Light decides to get in on it and put his face on a beer can and, and make some commercials and celebrate his 365th day of pretending to be a woman. And so, you know, it's, it's happening in the West, Western culture. It's happening in Europe, of course. It's happening in Canada. It's happening here in the United States. And we're just pushing and promoting it. And it's, it's happening in, uh, in, our, in our school. They're going after the kids. I saw something yesterday. As a matter of fact, was it mom who sent me this? I got it. I think it was. Let me see if it was mom. Let's see if I got it. A text something about we shouldn't worry about uh, why why the kids want to see drag queens. We should worry about why the drag queens want to go after the kids, you know, or something like that. Can't remember where I saw that, but it was somewhere. And uh, because they just want to they want to indoctrinate our kids, and they're going after the kids. And she was telling me, Mom was listening to the Doctor Piper show yesterday, which comes on at nine thirty. He was talking about what's happening in schools. I didn't get to hear all the program. I caught the last of it. And he was talking about in Bartlesville, some stuff going on up there. And um, so, you know, it, it is real. It is absolutely real and it's absolutely happening in our country. They want to indoctrinate your kids and all kinds of teachers in, in, you know, in, in, in Oklahoma here. I see them all over the Internet every day on Twitter saying it's not happening. It's not happening. No teacher has time for all that. Nobody's trying to indoctrinate your kids. And there's no pornography in school. Blah, blah, blah. And they're fighting against all this. So I don't know why they would be fighting against that. They think it's Happens unimportant or what. I don't, I don't know because it, it is happening in certain schools. Now, it may not be happening in your school, Mr. and Mrs. Teacher, or in your classroom, but it is happening. And to say that it's not is just, what is that? Is that, is it dishonest or you're just ignorant of what is really happening or you're just evil and part of the problem? I don't know which it is, but it is happening and something has to be done about it. And of course we're doing what we can about it. And Dr. Piper's doing what he can to do about it. And Ryan Walters doing what he can do about it. And everybody's got to do what they can do about it. And, uh, so anyway, it's out there and it is real. It is real. Good morning, David. To you, thanks for the text. Thank you so very much. A judge may tell Trump. Trump. I guess the Trump. The, the judge did tell Trump to refrain from making statements that are likely to incite violence and civil unrest. They were wondering about a gag order if he would be gagged. And uh, somebody said, "Well, they may gag Trump, but they can't gag us all." And he didn't say anything in his speech that was insightful at all. I didn't think, of course, he's just talking about what they're doing and how they're coming after him and all those kind of things. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else in this story that I wanted to bring up. No, nah, it's all same old stuff, I guess. Um, Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio had a statement about all this. We're going to regret this day for a long time. He says, uh, took to social media warning that the arrest and indictment of the former president is reaching a point of no return. In a video posted on social media, the Florida Republican lamented that Mr. Trump's indictment would make a new normal in which politicians are targeted by crusading prosecutors for their political beliefs. Put aside for a moment whether or not you like Trump, whether you're for him or not for him. Today is a bad day for us all. Today, American politics crosses a line. That's never going to come back from today. After today, every prosecutor in America that wants to make a name for themselves is now going to go and have permission to basically go after someone in the other party. Adding that nothing will stop a conservative prosecutor going after the president Biden or the Clintons. Mr. Rubio added it's political 
but it's more than just political. It's poison to our country. It will permanently change politics in America forever. We're going to regret this day, whether you like Trump or not, and we're going to regret this day for a very long time. And that is, that is, that is the issue. And that's where George Soros, uh, this evil billionaire sitting up on top of his evil throne somewhere has been smarter than, than a bunch of other folks. He's been putting money behind these wicked DAs and judges around in their little races, you know, all over the country. And instead of going after the big ones, like, you know, the presidency and all that kind of stuff, he, he's putting a buddy, bunch of money behind all these crooked DAs like Alvin Bragg and Alvin Bragg is supposedly a Soros back guy. Soros money got him elected and, and they want Soros wants chaos in the streets of America. That's what he's after. He's after absolute chaos. And he, that's why you see people like Bragg's and until now he was making all these felonies misdemeanors so that these criminals can get out of jail and go cr create havoc and mayhem on the streets of America. That's what they've been doing. And, they, and this, this other gal, there was, I think Chicago is where she was. Some, some other gal that was wicked like that, just letting all the criminals walk free. There's, there's plenty of them out there. And of course, until now, Trump, then he, he reverses course, makes the misdemeanors, the felonies. So, well, well, it's cause it's Trump, you know, of course. So anyway, got that. What else? When I got a text here, when China takes over, they will first, they will be the, over, they will be the first organs harvest. And what are you going to say? What are you saying? You, China's going to take over and start harvesting our organs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Uh, welcome to America with our new one party system, the Uniparty. I know it's so is it a slippery slope, but we're going to see this happening now going after political opponents. And again, that's, that's what describes banana republics. That's, that's what they do. They imprison their political opponents and then it's hard for them to run against them because well, they're in prison and that's where we're, it's where we're headed. It looks like just 12% of Manhattan voted for Trump in 2020. That's the pool of citizens in this grand jury that indicted him and the pending jury that will likely and eventually convict him are coming from Manhattan. How do you get a fair trial there? How does that work? And many of the uh, January 6th defendants are already up against that kind of stuff. You know, we got a system that you're supposed to be tried by, you know, a jury of your peers. And it's supposed to be unbiased and fair. But it, I don't know that it is. You got this this jury pool in D.C. that are a bunch of liberals, progressives, right? Somebody said it doesn't matter how weak the government's case is. All that matters is the agenda. They will convict to easily dare him to find an appellate court sympathetic to the actual law. And that will probably be on the story and these other forthcoming indictments in these other cases as well, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to play out for a while. I don't know how long this is going to take. Either. I mean, it could, you know, could be a minute that this whole thing plays out for sure. You know how, because that's just the way it goes. Stuff like that takes a while. It does. Well, we got a, uh, a lawsuit, uh, well, a settlement, I guess, against Johnson and Johnson. It's gigantic. We'll come back and talk about that. Stay with us here on Brewers Briefing. Twenty minutes before nine o'clock and Tradio with Tricia. Don't want to miss that. You want to buy, sell, trade it? They—that's uh, where you do it. Been doing that for decades now here on the Brew. If you want to get involved in Brewers Briefing? Give us a call. Give us a text. Nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six. Our number. And love to get you in here. So Johnson and Johnson is paying a settlement, and it is gigantuan. $8.9 billion settlement to settle the talc cancer claims over its talc-based baby powder causing cancer. I'm sure you may have heard about this. It's been going on for a while. The company ended sales of the powder. It faced thousands of lawsuits over the alleged health hazards. J&J &J continued to dismiss the claims despite its proposed settlement. 
We're innocent, but here's the money. They said uh, yesterday it'll pay $8.9 billion over the next 25 years to settle allegations that the company's baby powder and other talc products cause cancer. Look, if you're, if you're paying out $8.9 billion, you're guilty as hell, and you know it. The company announced a proposed settlement in the securities filings, J&J's subsidiary LTL. Management also refiled for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection after its first attempt was thwarted. More than 60,000 claimants have committed to support the proposed resolution, which would require approval in bankruptcy court. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, the company continues to believe that these claims are specious and lack scientific merit. I doubt they do. If you're found guilty of that much and you're, you know, if you're willing to chunk out, you know, you know, you're guilty. And, uh, this is, this is so, uh, it's so problematic in, in many ways. I mean, It says here, before I go forget, the company paid $7.4 billion in litigation expenses between 2020 and 2021. <laughs> you thought Trump was spending a lot in uh, legal bills. $7.5 billion in litigation expenses alone in, in one or two years there. That's unbelievable. We all need to become attorneys, I'm telling you, and go to work for some big company like this. That's a lot of money right there. Anyway, what I was thinking was these companies – churn out these products and you're supposed to have these organizations like the WHO or the FDA saying this is safe, right? And so you, you can, you know, think about it. I mean, putting this on your babies and it's baby powder, you know, and it's, it ends up being, it's causing cancer. That's horrific, you know, and, and what do you say? Well, it slipped through the cracks. Uh, we didn't know. We thought it was safe, and it, you know, it ended up not being safe. I mean, what is there? What do they say about that? What are the groups that come back and realize that? Oh yeah, well, maybe not so safe after all. Sorry, cat. You can't you can't step on my keyboard while I'm doing the show. And it's the same way with drugs. I mean, I had a doctor friend. He's he's a great guy. He's I won't say who it is. He's Back in the day, he was my doctor, and, I, you know, I liked the guy. Smart guy, Christian guy, good guy, you know, but he he was kind of a pill-pushing doctor. He, the pills fix everything. I mean, you ladies don't want to have a period for five years? There's a pill for that. And, you know, I would say things to him like, well, you know, Doc, what about, uh, you know, avocados? I hear those are good for hormones and blah, 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 whatever, whatever it might have been, you know. He's like. Well, that's not, uh, it's not scientifically proven. That's not, you know, that's not, it's not science, man. That's that's some of your wacky woo woo, you know, natural stuff. And it's like, well, your stuff is FDA approved and it's all safe and good until they do a recall on it three years later, because, well, it's been causing cancer or, you know, whatever the, the thing was come out and now they recall your safe product that you've been pushing on everybody. How do, you, how do you, what do you say about that? I mean, avocados are not going to get a recall because they're unhealthy for you or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just kind of like, well, I don't, so how do you trust? I mean, how do you trust the systems? I don't, I don't know, man, especially after all this COVID stuff and the BS of this vaccine rollout and all the injuries and all the lying coming from these medical companies and our our government organizations. I mean, how do you trust anybody like this anymore ever again? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, they're paying $8.9 billion. It's a lot of cash. That's more than I make in an entire year. And here they're going to pay it out. Oh, another news. U.S. manufacturing at a new low under ice cream Biden worse than it's been since 2009. On Monday, a report revealed that on Joe Biden's watch, American manufacturing research is its lowest point since the uh, start of the Chinese coronavirus pandemic. 
according to the Washington Free Beacon, the Institute for Supply Management Manufacturing Index, known as the PMI, hit its lowest point since May of 2020. Now, I thought Joe was bringing all the manufacturing jobs back. Didn't he say that? Like several times, we're bringing it back. I think it was actually Donald Trump that brought the manufacturing jobs back to America, if I remember correctly. And I probably do. Anyway, so that's more bad news under Joe Biden. If it couldn't get any worse. And what have we got? Another two years of this guy? I mean, what is this, 2023? A year and a half? Oops. It's, it's astounding to think about, isn't it? I mean, how bad it's gotten just in the last couple of years since he's been running this deal. Of course, he's not running the show. I, mean, I, I, was, I follow a guy on Twitter named Larry uh, somebody. Larry Taunton, his name is. Anyway, he, he was over in Europe for three months, traveling around over there, doing all these podcasts. He, he said, people in Europe want to know who is running the show in America because they know it is not Ice Cream Joe. They know that. They can tell. Like The, the, the guy is, is, uh, is senile, of course, and he can't find his way off the stage. Who is running the show over there in America? Well, we would all kind of like to know that, wouldn't we? Who is running the show? It's the deep state, and who the heck is that? A bunch of unelected bureaucrats are running the show, and they're destroying our country. One day at a time. Okay, well, let's see. We got any other good news? Oh, here's some good news. A most wanted couple was nabbed in Mexico. But first, David a James. phone call coming in from David. Let's get David all connected here. Good morning, David. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Hang well, on. I'll tell you who's running the show. Who? Satan. Satan is running the show. That seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, when you start putting stuff up like you did in New York and you go after all the Christian people, um, I mean, when you start holding up signs of seven, that there were seven victims in that school, you are a demented evil demonic human being if you can do that because there was only six victims and a criminal not seven victims yeah i mean when you start doing stuff like this we have totally lost our moral compass. well they did and they tried to make the transgender shooter murderer the victim here you know the trans community yeah, did. That's, yeah. that's, that's not a victim I'm, I'm trying to put on my filter here because i, I keep seeing this and it makes me so mad and i've been trying to change my language and <laughs> And, you and then a, you see something you need a like sensor this. button like I've got. I do. If I can put one on my phone, I'd be all right. Yes, I know. <laughs> but, you know I love this it. is what it is. You, you look at what's going on right now, and it's all satanic. And I've said this before. These things go back thousands and thousands of years. And we are being persecuted right now as we speak as Christians. And if you speak up as a Christian, they're going to come and get you eventually. Yep. Well. And it's pathetic. And it, makes, and it just really infuriates because we have lost the moral compass. We have lost what we believe in freedom and if donald trump loses this and i've got a feeling and i hate to say it i think he might actually lose meaning he'll lose the election or he'll go to jail what do you mean and i think he's going to lose his court thing because look where it's at oh yeah i know right okay and everyone's like oh they're going to file the dismiss and this that these people are so evil they don't care who they hurt they don't care how many people they kill they don't care they want to limit our population, which and this drug, there's and drugs and everything is just evil. That's yeah. all I see anymore on these yeah. people. Yeah. And you know, you, I sit there and I see Christians, you know, and they say, "Well, Christianity's down by this, this," and I don't think they're down that much. Much is what they're saying. I think Christians are being very silent because they are just worried. I mean, Word. they're coming after them. Yeah. I mean, and that's just—it's obvious. And we have lost a moral compass. And when you start putting stuff up in New York, that is nothing but a cult that would believe in abortions, take the aborted, consume them for purity. We got problems. There is something wrong with these people. They need help. Yeah, that's true. But they do. It's, it's just, okay. So anyway, I did my spiel. I went completely <laughs> you off. feel better? I always say I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. I don't Get it know. Off your Maybe chest. later. Yeah, okay. I just, it really worries me about our country. I mean, who cares if some, back in the 80s, we knew there were gay people. We had a guy in school that was a transgender dude. Nobody cared. We accepted him. 
we were like, okay, that's weird, but okay, go do your little whatever. But now they have taken it to the point where they're getting violent. I saw a transgender and hit a dude that was just standing there with a sign. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, got completely Uh, assaulted, yeah. But we're the the ones that are are doing all the evil. And did you see, hey, uh, one thing you'll see, and I think everybody, I can't tell you exactly what he did. Kid Rock video on the Bud Light. Have you seen that? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. I guess you missed that segment. Oh, I have not been feeling good, man. I have really been very sick. Sorry. Really sick. That's all right. But. Yeah, I laughed. I laughed and laughed on that. That was great. I love yeah. Kid Rock. Yeah, pretty Don't funny. I like yeah. his music, but I love Kid Rock. Yeah, he's pre- just straight up what America's all about. I know it. Pretty good stuff. All right. I'll, uh, <laughs> I almost sound like Bayroid. I'll quit wasting your nah, time. Not a waste, man. We appreciate <laughs> your call, David. You have a great day, buddy. Have a blessed day, better. Bro. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, see. Yeah, he's talking about Kid Rock. Took out his machine gun. And uh, it's like, I want to give a message to Bud Light. This ought to be loud and clear. He, he <laughs> destroys several cases of Bud Light beer down on a Target stand, you know. <laughs> and it's kind of gone viral. And uh, I was uh, I went to lunch the other day, and I was proud to buy Coors Light for the first time in so many years. Yes, at lunch. And uh, in, in protest. And uh, so that's what I'm doing from now on. Anyway, I was saying a while ago, some good news, looking for some good news. Most wanted couple in, in America is nabbed in New Mexico, charged with the torture death of a seven-year-old. Edgar Salvador Keshin Garcia and Arcele Marina, one of the most wanted couples in the United States, were arrested last week in Mexico, accused of torturing a seven-year-old boy to death and sexually abusing and trafficking other minors. Whew. The couple had been on the run for two years. And in February, was included in the list of the 15 most wanted in the U.S. by the U.S. Marshals. Arrest was carried out by Mexican agents. The couple have been charged by U.S. prosecutors in Washington State with aggravated murder, rape, and assault on minors. Wow. Well, that's good news. Mexican agents working with the the U.S. Marshals, that's that's good stuff right there. Uh, I was glad to hear my son, Cody, and his fiance went to Mexico City last weekend for a visit because, well, I, you know, he hadn't been to Mexico City. I guess you got to go. <laughs> I have no desire to go to Mexico City. You know, it's 32 million people live in Mexico City. That's about 31,999,000, too many for me. But they went, visited, had a good time, came back safely, thank God. I was glad when he called me and said, hey, we made it back. Like, well, good, because some people are dying in Cancun. I don't know what that's all about, but something. So uh, mom's like, I don't like Mexico. I don't want to send my money to Mexico or go to Mexico. And it's a little scary, right? Down there in Mexico, it seems like. I don't know. It's, it's, it's violence everywhere. Somebody says the news now reads like a porno horror film. Ain't that the truth? If it, it's just, it's all it's the news. It's trans, and we got new letters we got to learn now. Two, because a two in front of the thing. Two S L G B T Q I P plus plus X Y Z. I can't keep up with all the the groups. <laughs> I wonder what all that stands for. I don't even want to know, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Okay, so anyway, so they're they're doing that. I, I see this on Twitter. It's pretty funny. Twitter was just labeled uh, NPR as U.S. state media. NPR is super liberal. It's just, it's all it is. And we need to be defunding NPR and PBS. It says here, NPR, U.S. state affiliated media. It's not supposed to be that. But evidently, that's what it is. Oh, and the WHO has come out with some new guidelines you need to know about. <laughs> the WHO, the World Health Organization, will no longer categorize being transgender as a mental disorder. No longer. Changed their minds. After a major resolution to amend its health guidelines was approved May 25th. 
The United Nations Health Agency approved a resolution to remove gender identity disorder Unknown from color. its global. That's a spam call. Uh, where was I? The UN Health Agency approved a resolution to remove gender identity disorder from its global manual of diagnoses in a move that will have a liberating effect on transgender people worldwide. No longer do you have mental illnesses. We, we just celebrate you. The gender identity disorders have been reframed as gender incongruence. Well, you got that dead gum right. It is incongruent, and it's incongruent with science, WHO. Aren't you guys scientists or something? Gender nonconformity is now included in the chapter on sexual health rather than being listed with mental disorders. Well, I got one thing right. It, it is damn sure incongruent. And it's incongruent with science. I mean, it, it is it is what I'm talking about. It's so weird. <laughs> Somebody wants me to take my spam calls. You may put the spam calls on the air. Uh, if I get another one, the next three minutes, I'll do it. Uh, anyway, it's just, it's, it's where we are. It's, it's where there's no science. There's no science out there anymore. The, 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 the climate BS, there's no science behind that. The pandemic, the, the vaccines, the, now this. I, I'm telling you, I just want to go crawl in a hole. You know, I really do. Just going to crawl in a hole. And let you people worry about it. <laughs> Ew. Mercy sakes alive. There's, there's just more. I was going to, I got more, but we about to run out of time where the clock is coming down on us. There's, I wanted to get to this, see what this was. Something in California, superintendent, um, absolute weirdness in the schools out there. Again, it's promoting the same old, same old, same old, same old. Bud Light has doubled down. Fox News reporting the Bud Light says packed with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney helps authentically connect with audiences. Now, think of the term authentically connecting with audience, with a guy who's pretending to be a woman. How authentic is that? You think they didn't choose that word carefully? This is the spin, man. Spinning and spinning and propagandizing everybody. It's helping us to authentically connect. With audiences, really, by putting this pretend person on your beer can, on Heiser Bush. Okay, no, right. do whatever you want to do. Knock yourself out. We won't be drinking your beer anymore. I tell you that right now. Can I get a witness in the back? Thank you very much. That's going to do it for the program today. Brewers briefing and chapter in the podcast world. Oop, hang on, not just yet. Hit the button too quick. It's time for Trisha on Tradio. Go to buy a trade it, sell it, and give it away. Join her now. You guys have a good Wednesday.